well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I'm so glad you joined us on the program today. Stephen Katowski of The Reload is going to be with us here in just a matter of moments. We're going to be talking about the... On the surface, it seems like a very strange reaction from a lot of gun control activists to the uh, uh, fact that an armed citizen was able to stop this targeted attack uh, at an Indiana mall on Sunday evening. When you've got, you know, the the Brady campaign's Chris Brown calling this guy a vigilante, Shannon Watts basically saying this guy should be arrested for violating mall policy. When the mayor, the police chief, even the mall management praising this individual for his heroic life-saving actions yeah it is a little odd but you start to think about a little bit more and what else are the gun control groups gonna say here because they're not about reasonable regulations they're not about common sense laws it's not even a matter of i support the second amendment but given the reaction that we've seen here i'm left with the impression, and I think that I'm supposed to be left with this impression, that uh, gun control groups dislike guns so much that even when a legal gun owner uses a firearm to stop a mass shooting, uh, gun control advocates are going to be upset by this. Of course, they would say, well, I, we don't want this mass shooting to begin with. Well, I, nobody does. But the fact remains, they are, in essence, arguing that there should not have been an armed citizen there at the mall to put a stop to this attack, that it should have continued until police arrived, however many minutes later. And I got to tell you, I know the gun control lobby loves to talk about how, oh, you know, uh, a vast majority of Americans support what we believe in. I don't think a vast majority of Americans think that the uh, individual who, uh, again, stopped this attack, Uh, is a vigilante and should be prosecuted or charged. No, no, I I think most Americans agree with the uh, the mayor of Greenwood, Indiana, Mark Myers, in uh, calling this individual a hero. But let's get Steve Gatowski's take. Take a look and listen. Stephen, it's good to see you again, sir. Thanks very much for coming on the program. Hey, thanks for having me. I always enjoy coming on. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to get your take on what we have seen over the past, really, I guess, 36, maybe 48 hours or so since the news broke about this shooting in Greenwood, Indiana, at the Greenwood Park Mall, uh, a shooting that was stopped by an armed citizen or a, a vigilante, uh, depending on how you look at it. This really, it, it, the response from the gun control activists, on the one hand, it seems extraordinary. I mean, here's a guy who stopped a mass shooting. And gun control activists are complaining about it. But the more you think about it, what else would they say? I mean, as much as they try to present themselves as, you know, reasonable and common sense, as often as we hear, I support the Second Amendment. But, you know, they've made no bones about it. They believe that this country will be better off if there are no Americans who are carrying firearms, who are exercising their Second Amendment rights, not that they see it as a right. So, you know, in that respect, they can't praise a guy who stopped an armed shooting, particularly if uh, this guy was carrying in violation of mall policy, right? I mean, you, if you're a gun control activist, you can't say anything that might encourage somebody to, to carry a gun in self-defense, much less, you know, carry a gun in a gun-free zone. 
Yeah, I mean, that certainly seems to be the calculation that they're making on this. Um, uh, the, the response from, you know, Shannon Watts and Chris Brown of, of Brady has been to attack the, the guy who, who ended the mass shooting rather than um, focus also. I mean, to be, to give Giffords credit, they took a different path, I guess, at least from what I've seen publicly. I don't, uh, maybe I've missed a statement from them, but, but they just focus on the idea that people were killed. And so we need stronger gun laws uh, and just sort of ignore how, how the shooting came to an end, which does seem like a more prudent way for, uh, a gun control group to respond because you're, yeah, I mean, obviously uh, you're not going to, you're unlikely to find a gun control group that's going to praise the, the, the civilian who, who stopped, uh, who stopped the shooting uh, because it goes against their, their core beliefs about, you know, how to prevent these sorts of incidents and whether or not carrying a gun is, is good. Um, so they are backed in a corner in, in that sense that they're not going to come out and praise this person while everyone else is, but they, it does seem odd that they, you know, some leaders of these groups feel the need to come out and attack this person. <laughs> I don't know that that is going to go over very well with most people. I don't think it is either. And I think it does uh, certainly for, for, for gun owners and for activists, I think it reminds us um, that despite the talk of reasonableness, you know, there really is an extreme agenda at heart, but I wonder for how many Americans who don't follow this issue all that closely, uh, that first response when they heard, you know, uh, Chris Brown from Brady calling this guy vigilante, I, I just wonder how many of them said, what are you crazy? I mean, he stopped the attack when even the mall management comes out and calls this guy a good Samaritan and, and you know, praises him. They don't say, listen, uh, it's great that he did what he did, but we're not letting him back on the property because, you know, violated our weapons policy. No, they just praise this guy. I, I also wonder if this if there's not a a great deal of concern among uh gun control activists that this is going to lead to what will be i think a very uncomfortable discussion for them about gun free zones in general uh you know you, you know i've talked about this before there have been plenty of these uh targeted attacks where it seems like or maybe we even know that this individual specifically sought out a place where there was very unlikely to be an armed response um, and, you know, had this 22 year old uh, legal gun owner follow the mall's policy, he would have been unarmed when he was there at the mall with his girlfriend. So this guy would have had an unimpeded uh, ability to attack innocent people for at least several more minutes until officers arrived. And we're seeing this play out, Stephen, right now in New York, where, you know, Governor Hochul is uh, basically and the New York Democrats basically declared you know, most of the publicly accessible areas in the state to be sensitive places to be these gun free zones. And unlike Indiana, violating that policy in New York is a felony offense. If you accidentally walk into a business that has not said, uh, yes, you're allowed to come in, not only could you lose your ability to keep and bear arms forevermore, you could go to prison for several years. And I think, again, a lot of Americans may not be aware of that. And would have a real problem with the idea of this armed citizen in Indiana being prosecuted and being put in prison for what ultimately saved God knows how many lives. Yeah. And, you know, uh, it's interesting because Shannon Watts originally tweeted uh, claiming that this guy had broken the law, which mm -hmm. isn't true in Indiana. Uh, there's no force of law to those, uh, you know, no gun policies. Uh, it's kind of like a no shirt, no shoes policy. Where you know, if they ask you to leave and you don't, then you could be arrested for trespassing. 
Um, you know, some jurisdictions might arrest you for knowingly carrying uh, against a, a no-gun policy, but um, you know, it's not an actual crime. Uh, and interestingly, it would be in New York where they helped write those laws, right? That uh, Brady and, and Everytown helped create those, those laws that do include really very harsh punishments for people who uh, carry against, uh, you know, a store policy. And um, so, you know, it, it, she initially called it illegal probably because she wants it to be illegal. Um, and uh, she deleted that tweet later from what I understand. But, uh, you know, you, you can see the pretty stark contrast here. I mean, I think I don't think that most Americans would view uh, what this guy did, uh, and his name's uh, what, Eli, uh, I think it was his last name. It's just looking at a name we should actually know in one of right. these situations instead of the, the shooter's name. Uh, but, but you know, the I don't know that most Americans would look at what happened and say, that guy is the problem. He, he's, he should be in jail because he didn't follow the a mall policy, which, by the way, in most of these malls, uh, I'm sure every, any mall you've ever been into, they don't usually post no gun signs around in any noticeable area. I've never seen one at a mall. It might be in the fine print on their website somewhere, uh, but most of them don't actually post signs that say no guns, uh, you know, which uh, you often, most states require some sort of actual uh, signage to that effect. I don't know what the mall was like in this, in this case, but, uh, but regardless, like, you know, most people are not going to, be terribly upset that he violated mall policy when he saved a bunch of lives. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Well, that is the bottom line. And again, I think it, it, it shows that, you know, these individuals who, and by the way, Elijah Dixon, I believe is the Dixon, name yes, of the armed right. citizen. Um, you know, the, 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 the person on the other side of this equation, whose name I will not use uh, during this interview, um, uh, you know, we have seen time and again the amount of plan and the obsession that these individuals have uh, with carrying out these attacks. I mean, this is something that they are fixated on. It occupies, you know, every waking moment, uh, in some cases for months before they carry out their attack. The idea that they're going to walk up to a, a mall and see a sign that says no weapons allowed. Ah, oh, oh, darn it. I got to start all over again. It's absurd. It is, it, you know, and, and so I think that this, should actually prompt a conversation about the type of laws that, as you say, gun control groups like Everytown and Brady helped write in New York, uh, because we know now without I, I think there's you know no doubt in my mind anyway that these gun free zones are not going to stop somebody who is intent on taking as many innocent human lives as possible. But if it is a felony offense to accidentally to even again inadvertently carry into one of these places. Yes, you will stop people like Elijah Dixon from carrying in a place that has been labeled, you know, gun free. But you're also going to stop those individuals from being in a position to respond if, God forbid, an attack takes place in one of those locations. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly true. Uh, you know, I, and I think this incident um, disproves a lot of recent talking points. Uh, you know, you, you heard after. Uh, Uvalde, where the police, uh, apparently up to 400 police officers showed up at that scene before anyone actually tried to confront that shooter. Mm -hmm. um, but there was a lot of talk um, among gun rights, uh, gun control activists about how 
uh, you know, the, 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 the police are so afraid of this uh, AR-15 that this kid had uh, that nobody should have those things. Well, I mean, this is another situation where somebody took on somebody with a rifle uh, and it was just a rat. It's just a average 22 year old kid. He didn't even have a, a permit. This, uh, this is another thing, too. This constitutional carry comes into play here. Permitless carry comes into play. Uh, Eli Dixon didn't have a permit, but it, it, he didn't need one because Indiana had just passed um, criminal security. In fact, I think it just went into effect. July 1st, yeah. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> this month. So yeah, uh, that, there's another point uh, on, on that front. And then, um, of course, you have a situation where somebody who is an ostensibly a good guy with a gun stops a bad guy with a gun. Um, and, and so, you know, that's probably why you're seeing such a harsh reaction from a lot of uh, gun gun control activists because it kind of goes against a lot of the things they've been saying recently. You can take on somebody with a rifle with a handgun. You might not want to. Nobody wants to, but it's not impossible. It, it happens, and it happened in this case. You don't need to wait an hour for uh, you know hundreds of other people to show up to help you. That's you can act in the moment. You don't need uh, to be a spec ops guy to to uh, take on somebody in this situation. This this is a 22-year-old. He didn't have any military or law enforcement training, and he successfully stopped the shooter without harming anyone else. Uh, you know, like there's a lot of things that come, come into play here that are negative for these recent arguments we've heard in uh, gun control circles uh, about why, you know, these things happen and how to prevent them. It's not a, it's obviously not a panacea. It doesn't mean that, um, you know, every mass shooting is stopped by somebody, uh, a civilian with a gun, but it does disprove the fact that they uh, can't happen, right? They certainly do happen. And it also, uh, it hits in that, uh, what is an unfortunate media sweet spot? Because, you know, obviously we, we didn't need this shooting to prove those facts because, I mean, we had, we had a re very recent incident in West Virginia where uh, someone with a handgun, an armed civilian, stopped somebody with a rifle who was shooting into a crowd of people uh we had an incident in texas in that incident though we we had and, an incident in texas uh fourth of july where uh, harris county uh, a, a guy mm -hmm. uh, took out a i think it was an ak-47 and started shooting up his apartment and started shooting his mom uh and the mom managed to make it outside a neighbor saw what was going on he grabbed his handgun and shot and killed uh the son as the mm -hmm. son was basically standing over his mom shooting uh, her, uh, you know, again, that that didn't really make national news, but same thing right. it was, you know, a, a guy with a handgun taking on a guy with a rifle, stopping the, the loss of life. You're right. We don't need we don't need it. We don't need this incident. Yeah. It does hit in that media sweet spot because people did die, uh, sadly and, and horrifically. And uh, that's what you need to get national news coverage. I mean, that's just the reality of, uh, uh, of, of the situation. If if no one had been harmed other than the attacker it doesn't get as much attention. That's just, that's just true, I think. Yeah. And so this happened to be an incident where it's clear that the guy was trying to kill people because he did. And it was clear he was trying to kill a lot more people because he was attacking a crowded food court at a mall and you had an armed civilian stop him uh, in that process. And so this is, this is a situation that's created uh, that, that is going to generate more media coverage than the West Virginia situation or the Texas situation that you mentioned. And, you know, obviously there are countless other examples. Um, you know, there's plenty of debate over how many self-defense incidents happen each year, but 
uh, you know, even the lower estimates, um, the lower credible estimates would put it at more uh, self-defense uses of firearms than criminal uses of firearms uh, from, you know, there's a, the, obviously the DOJ study that, that we've talked about before mm -hmm. on the show uh, that shows this. So you know, there's plenty of examples, but this one hits that uh, a specific uh, type of incident that is going to get more media coverage than uh, many of the other self-defense incidents out there. Yeah, no, you're right. And it's interesting. I think, uh, I think ABC news had a, a piece yesterday about uh, well, these are, it's rare for an armed citizen to stop one of these shootings. Uh, really, really rare, you know, like you can't count on it. And of course they quoted a lot of gun control activists. Well, yes, it is rare. First of all, you know, listen, in even in constitutional carry States, I, I don't think it's fair to say that, you know, a majority of the population is carrying a firearm. Uh, it may yeah. be, you know, 10%, 15% of the population, but it's not 50 plus percent. But the fact is that according to the FBI, uh, their recent report on active shooting incidents in 2021 found that I believe four of the mm -hmm. 61 incidents that they reported on were stopped by armed citizens. Uh, right. And so I would argue that, yes, while it may be rare, Clearly, it does happen. And if you have more yeah. people who are carrying, uh, if you, you know, treat the right to bear arms and self-defense as a right and not as some sort of moral wrong uh, and try to discourage people from getting their concealed carry license, either through legislation or litigation or regulation, we will actually see more of these incidents stopped by armed citizens and hopefully might even see fewer of these uh, incidents overall, which I think is the real goal for everybody. Yeah. Of course. I mean, that's the thing. Obviously, this is a better outcome than if the armed civilian had not been there or he hadn't had his gun because of mall policy or whatever else. Um, it's still not an ideal outcome. Obviously, people were killed. Um, the best thing we can do is to prevent these shootings from ever occurring in the first place. But, you know, that's obviously a much more difficult task uh, and deserving of a lot of conversation and and study and, and uh, effort to to you know, lessen this, the number of these events, but yeah, I mean, and, and I would also note too, that the good guy with a gun quote, if you're trying to fact check this, this old LaPierre quote, right. Um, you'd have to include all of the times that the police intervene to stop. It's not just uh, the whole idea is good guy with a gun. Doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be a civilian, right? Right. Um, it, it, you're right that there are four in that, that report out of the, there were 60 incidents for them. Uh, and those were only four where somebody sh shot and killed the, uh, the attacker. So there may have been some more where uh, he was subdued instead of being shot uh, by, you know, civilians that can happen. So it's not the only thing that can stop a, a bad guy with a gun is a good guy. It's not the only thing, but it is a common thing. You know, there are there far more of those incidents where police either, um, you know, arrested the person and stopped their their attack or or shot and killed them. Uh, so, you know, just to be uh, pedantic about ABC's fact check, it's not just uh, a good guy with a gun isn't limited to just civilians. Oftentimes the police are good guys, uh, even if not, they do not perform perfectly as uh, or even admirably as we saw in Uvalde. But uh, but yeah, I mean, there's uh there's quite a few more situations where somebody who undertakes one of these attacks and, and active shooter again is not, is a little different than mass shooting, right? Because active shooter, 
they don't necessarily actually kill anyone. Um, they might be intending to, but the majority of them don't actually, uh, aren't uh, able to actually uh, take anyone with them or, or carry, finish carrying out their attack before being stopped. Um, so it's a little different as well that, you know, 60 is, is not how many um, mass shootings with three or more killed that we had last year. It's the number of people who tried to carry out a public uh, shooting in, in, in a, you know, crowded area. But, right. um, but yeah, I mean, look, this, this incident, it's, uh, it's an important one to talk about because we don't get coverage of these things very often. Like I said, this is in a sweet spot that's going to get more media coverage. It's a, it's sort of a, a, a nasty, uh, a gross way of looking at the news, but it's true. Like if it leads, if it bleeds, it leads is not a, uh, it's not. <laughs> No, that's a trope it's, for it's a reason. A I mean, reason yeah. yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I think we will be talking about it. Uh, most of the uh, consternation of the uh, gun control groups out there who, who again, want to label the uh, the hero in this story, uh, the, the vigilante. Uh, Stephen Gataski of the uh, Reload, thank you so much for coming on the program. Uh, let folks know how they can sign up, uh, support what you're doing there at thereload.com. Yeah, you can head over to reload.com and check out our membership options today or just sign up for our free newsletter that goes out every Friday. Uh, keep you up to date on uh, the latest in, in gun news. It's a good supplement for what Cam is doing as well with bearing arms. So I think if you like what he's doing, you'll like what we're doing and vice versa. So uh, yeah, head on over and check it out. Absolutely, man. Thanks so much for coming to the show. It's good catching up with you. And uh, I, I look forward to doing this again very soon. Yeah. And we'll have to have you on, on the weekly reload podcast very soon as well. Always love it. All right. Thanks, Stephen. Stephen Gataski from the reload with us here on bearing arms, Cam and company. I do appreciate Stephen joining us on the program. I realized it was a little bit uh, beefy conversation there. So I tell you what, we're going to skip today's recidivist report and our uh, good deed of the day. But I would be remiss if we did not leave you with at least an armed citizen story. So here it is from uh, Houston, Texas, where police say a would-be robber was shot and killed by his intended victim. Yeah, this happened uh, over the weekend, apparently uh, outside of an ATM where the uh, armed robber thought he had an easy target. This was Saturday night. Just assumed, all right, guy's going to be distracted, I guess, by uh, getting money out. It happened about uh, 1030 in the evening uh, when a man was leaving an ATM, according to uh, Houston police. That's when another individual walked up, tried to rob him. The victim pulled out a gun. Both men ended up firing uh, shots. The uh, suspect was struck once. Authorities pronounced him dead at the scene. The uh, armed citizen in question remained at the scene, cooperating with investigators. Uh, this will be investigated, but again, at, at this point, uh, everything looks to be a clear-cut case of self-defense. We'll keep our eyes on this story, giving more details as they become available. Now, we are out of time here for today's program, but we'll be back tomorrow with even more Second Amendment news and information. In fact, I think we're going to be taking a look at what's going on out on the West Coast right now because there are a number of things to talk about, particularly in uh, California. Uh, but you can get caught up on all of the day's top Second Amendment news and information that you need to know about by going to BarryAndArms.com. If you like what you see, you can also become a VIP subscriber. Use the promo code GUNRIGHTS when you go to BarryAndArms.com slash subscribe. And you can get a significant savings on your VIP membership as our way of saying thanks for your support. We're going to give you exclusive content, stuff you won't get anywhere else. News stories, analysis, because your support does matter. And it really does make a difference. So thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, be well. Be safe. <laughs>
be free.